You're listening to the Cubicles and Christ podcast. Cubicles and Christ podcast, where Christian professionals connect and grow authentically in spirit, business, and life. I'm Kelly Johnson, your host, an author and certified executive coach who loves to talk about all the ways we can live a life of purpose. Let's talk about it now. Well, I'm delighted to have Stephanie Washington back with me today to continue our conversation and our look at how we can be fruitful at work. You know, Cubicles in Christ is all about integrating our faith into our careers and everything that we do in our lives. But at the end of the day, having faith at work is just one aspect. It's almost like one level of um, being a believer in the marketplace. Through this series of conversations, I hope that we could start looking at not only how can we bring our faith to work, but how can we be fruitful at work? How can we thrive? How can we be even more effective in our careers and even hopefully be more effective at touching and reaching other people? So Stephanie Washington is back with me today. Thank you, Stephanie. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. I want to pick up today with more detail about your career and how you got started. You touched on it a little bit last week, but what was your path of becoming the leader that you are in your organization today? Going through, gosh, I think you said like eight different mergers and lots of career transition, lots of life transition and challenges. Talk to us a little bit about that and and just what your journey was to learn how to walk in the spirit at work. So for me, I started working when I was young. But to take a little step back further, um, growing up, I had some difficult situations. So as a result of that difficult time, I, I was on my own quite young and I was on the, my own and I, I wasn't able to trust much. Uh, I was at 17, I was pregnant, I was um, kind of angry at certain things, and uh, I really didn't have many people to turn to, mostly because I was just being uh, hunkered down, kind of like I'm not going to let anybody close to me, because it seemed like everybody that got close to me or was close to me hurt me. So I lived my life like that, and uh, I took control, and I tried to stay in control, but God was with me, even though I wasn't really obedient to him, he still loved me anyways. And as a result, he helped me to get this amazing job working as a reservation agent for a vacation ownership management company. I think I was uh, 18 or 19. I really didn't have much experience. Um, I was new to the to being in an office, a corporate office environment like that. But he found a way for me, and from that, I worked there for a while. In this industry, things happen, and the company was closing down, and another company bought us. So. Uh, during that transition, it was scary. Uh, I didn't know if I was going to have a job. And although this was my primary job, I still had a hard time making ends meet, but I stayed through it. As a result, we got bought out by another company and and it ended up being in the long run, that ended up being a trend in this industry. It seemed like after a while, another company looks at you and says, oh, let's take this company over. So in the end, I think 
by the by now it's been about eight mergers acquisitions and and through that I've been through about 15 or so managers so it's it's not been an easy ride there's been times that I've worked with some managers that really were not invested in me as much as you know you would hope for and uh, other managers that were um, I'm grateful for the mentors that the Lord gave to me to help me to become better I'm also grateful for the people that he put to challenge me Having a challenging boss is not easy, but I learned, and I learned because I took a lot of classes while I was going. I took some leadership classes, I took some training, and then also just my spiritual growth with the Lord. You have learned how to work with different types of personalities. Some some managers we are not kind, but their focus might be on something else, like meeting revenue goals, and that's really the only thing that they're worried about. And, and learning their personalities helped me to know how I can better work alongside them or with them or for them to help them in the end. I think I mentioned in the last series, you know, I'm all about trying to do the right thing and helping the best that I could. And uh, one of the things I found in, in really doing that is praying for my managers and I'm praying for the company in general, but specifically for the people that I'm working for, or working with and praying for them to help them uh, with whatever they're going through um, and help me to better understand how to communicate with them and how to work with them. That really helped. I noticed that when I made those prayers and made that part of my daily life, I seen a difference. I seen a difference in how I behave and how I respond to things. I seen a difference in, in what they do in my life. And as a result of that, opened some doors for me yeah. that have been amazing. Yeah. I. What I love about what you're saying is that you took every opportunity to make the best of it or learn from it. And it reminds me of that verse, despise not the humble beginnings because God rejoices to see the work begin. Mm -hmm. And I think that's in Zechariah chapter four. And I love just how even perhaps as a baby Christian, you were doing that and not even knowing it or realizing. Right. It. So true. Yeah. It wasn't until later on, you know, as again, as I matured in, in, in my own walk with the Lord, that I realized a part of me, uh, like what I call my life verse, my life versus Philippians 2, 5. And it says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. And when, when I read that verse, it was at a retreat while, while back. And, but when I read that verse, it just struck my heart like, oh my gosh. This is, this is what I want to be. This is like really what I want to stand for. I do want to have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. And I think about that often um, when I'm thinking about how I behave now. Do I still behave badly sometimes? <laughs> you know, of course, you know, but I, 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 that should be, it's always my go-to verse. Like, okay, this is where I hit the reset button and put myself back into the right attitude. Yeah. I know that you had shared with me once before about, how even though as a young girl growing up, you know, you attended church or had knowledge of God, but it wasn't until a really defining moment in your life where you accepted Christ more fully. Can you share that story and what, what it meant for you to, to go through that experience? Absolutely. So I knew God, like you mentioned, I knew God, I think when I was a um, 
when I was a kid, one of my aunties gave me the, the children's Bible book with all the pictures in it. And I actually would read that in my bed at night and just kind of look at the stories and the images. And, and I kind of got to know God that way. And then through school, you know, I had a friend that um, would, would, I'd go to church with here and there. And so I knew God and I knew who he was. I, I, I acknowledged that God was important, but I really didn't have walk with God until I went to a crusade back in 2000 uh, with Greg Laurie. He, he does these harvest crusades and started, I believe, in California. And we went to a harvest crusade. And by this time, ugh, I already had the kids with me. Um, I was, you know, still single and just trying to make ends meet. We went to the harvest crusade and it was just amazing is just the whole experience and seeing everybody there that was, you know, on the same journey and realizing that you, that you're not alone, that even though I acknowledge God really didn't have him in my heart. And like I said, I had some big time trust issues and uh, I needed to let that go. And it was at that time that I realized that, you know, in, in, in that moment, I, I really said, look, you know, I'm accepting Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And I, you know, even though I might've said that before, it was just a different feeling because this time it was like, okay, um, I'm, I'm going to trust you. And uh, that's, that was a life-changing event for me. And even then, after then, I still struggled as a Christian because I still, you know, although I did that, the next steps, you know, took a while for me to get to. Mm -hmm. But um, that moment, though, really changed my life in regards to how I needed to forgive people in my life, how I needed to forgive myself, um, and, uh, and just overall have God more in control than having me in control, which was a big turnover in my life. Yeah, I remember <clears throat> several stages in my own life of where I had to learn to give up control. And I think that you and I share a level of just really challenging circumstances in our childhood. And what that can create is often people who try to control everything. Mm -hmm. People who are extremely independent, self-reliant, self-sufficient. I'm going to do this. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you don't think that I can do it. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. And when you go through challenging life situations at that time, it's probably the appropriate response, right? It's really more right. of a survival mode. And I believe that God gives us that ability to survive, be resilient, to do what needs to be done to make it. Mm -hmm. But as we mature and grow, it's, he's like, okay, I allowed you to operate in that facade of self-control for right. a little while, but now I need you to give it to me. Exactly. It's so true. Like back then when I look at my life and, and the way I was so much in control and uh, in a place where I just shut everyone out, you know, my family and just, I closed everyone out because I had so many trust issues and God is, you know, I was just not letting anything control any me except myself I was more I guess I was like a warrior I was like this warrior out here just on this rampage of anger that I didn't at that time I really didn't even know I didn't realize that I was that angry and I was uh, against um, 
you know, when I say warrior, it was a war of my own self against my own self in a way. It's crazy because now I can say I'm a warrior for the Lord and doing things for him. But back then it was so opposite, it was so different. And it really took him and, and going through some hard times to really uh, open my eyes, say, you know, I don't, I don't want to be in this control like this anymore. It really wasn't until uh, you know, I started noticing and looking at the what the effects was of being that much in control, what effects was uh, doing to my children and doing to myself, you know, and the relationships I was trying to have. And I, I realized that, you know, I can't do this. I need to, I need to, I need to give this up. I need to release this. Wow. That is so beautiful and powerful and thank God for transformation, right? Yes. Thank you, Lord, for just the redemption that we have, the salvation that we have. I love how you said, you know, really transforming from a self-warrior to a warrior for God. I would love for us to pick that up when we talk next week. And I just appreciate your heart, Stephanie, and appreciate you sharing it with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Cubicles and Christ podcast. I hope that you will like, subscribe, and share this episode. And please join us at cubiclesandchrist.com.